Again, a little reminder that we are switching it up and we are now doing two to three parts. So this is part two. This is the running backs and tight ends and defense. And I think no, I'm not gonna add. Next next part will be next part will be season predictions. But again, you can move around how you like and hopefully you enjoy part two. Oh no! All right, we'll talk about that right now. And we are talking we about running back. No, no, I, I'm, I think this episode. I've got two hours of stuff, and I still have three or four Wait. more parts to make. What did he do? So, no, I'm but now like... we're talking about running backs. Same crew is answering questions. We're gonna actually talk about the running back market first. I already talked about it in the last episode, but personally, from the running back market, you already heard my spiel. I think Saquon Barkley should have gotten paid. I think he should have gotten a Nick Chubb three years. $36 million deal, not guaranteed. Um, I don't think Jacobs should have gotten paid. I don't think Pollard should have gotten paid. I think Pollard was already under the assumption that he was not going to get paid just because they failed on Ezekiel Elliott. But again, I'm going to open up the floor. I'm going to go right and wrap it around. Pruitt, Josh, what do we think of the running back? Josh Pruitt? Jacobs should have gotten paid. I think he deserves it. Uh, so, that's, but he said he didn't deserve to get paid. So I was disagreeing. Yeah, he, he was... Like their leader in yard, like total yards, rushing yards, like second and passing yards. He was he was insane. Uh, running backs are dif- are difficult this year. Saquon Barkley, I don't really know. He had a great year last year, but that was kind of his first good year since his rookie year due to like yeah, injuries. Injured. Well, I know injuries, Dude, well, injuries have kind of screwed him. But I'd be interested to see how he bounce bounces back this year. Uh, Dalvin Cook, another questionable one at one point was like a top five running back. And now we'll see what team he goes to, and see uh, see how that affects them if he goes hey, to the Jets. We're we'll dynamic. At, at, at this point in the podcast, we're gonna assume Dalvin Cook is going to the Jets. So the rankings are gonna be off. Why do you think off. Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut? The rankings are gonna be off, but up because he's, Aaron Rodgers he doesn't he doesn't care about the money. Because he's a good locker room guy. Who's wait, why is that? Wait, wait, why is that? Is it because of the color of his skin? Be, There's just something. Oh, Dude, come on, man. Oh, my God. saying that? I'm going to have to do so duck. many ducks. Wait, what is wrong with saying someone's a good Dude, I think that can be a blind. Is it because of that? What is wrong with someone being a good He plays the game the right way. He does. He plays the game the right way. He does. I mean, he's been in the league for a while. I'll see our new jerseys. No, Bro, also, Walker Richens just said he is uh, going out to dinner with his family and he is lying in bed. <laughs> so, yeah, Walker Richens, if you're Walker listening Richens to this. exposed. Ask him how dinner was. Yeah. Ask him how, how dinner was. He went on a family dinner. It's 8 o'clock. All right, keep going. At the time uh, we're recording, 758, 727, 23. Okay. Yeah, rolled up. Um, I mean, I kind of saw my points. Dalvin Cook, let's set, assume he goes to the Jets. I think Brees Hall's value will go down. I think Dalvin Cook's value will go down, which can open up some other options like a like a Tony Pollard or someone like that. Um, so yeah, I think I'm really really interested to see how the running backs pan out this year. I think the running back market is perfect as it is right now. I don't think you should be paying running backs that much money like quarterbacks because they're not as valued to they're not as valuable to your franchise as a quarterback is like. You 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 draft a, a rookie say like, say like Bijan in like five years if Bijan's still a stud you have to pay him like a ton of money when instead you could just draft another running they're so replaceable that's why I think the market is fine where it is right now like the guy Zay Pacheco he's he's like twenty he's like twenty four years old 
And by the time by the time his contract runs up, he's gonna be like twenty nine or like twenty eight, twenty seven, yeah. and he's gonna be washed out of leagues. He's just never gonna get paid unless the like the Chiefs tag him or something. Yeah. Car dealers. I, yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's perfect where it is right now. I mean, obviously it sucks for running backs, but as a as a league wide standpoint, as like a as a GM standpoint, I think it's perfect. I don't think you should pay running backs. I think it depends who you look at. I think you look at a guy like Christian McCaffrey. That guy needs to be paid because that guy is a difference. Josh Jacobs. That guy is a difference. Tell me this. Josh Jacobs just had volume. He had volume. Sure, he was good. And yes, sure, you had him on your fantasy team. I get what you're saying. Running backs. Most running backs are replaceable in all purpose yards. Did he not? Let me put it this way. Most running backs are replaceable, but some of them are complete game changer difference makers. You okay? Now I'm saying Derrick Henry's getting older, but you look at Derrick Henry like two years ago, probably when they, they resigned every him. Penny. When they resigned him, you telling me if the Titans had a different running back, like a rookie running back, compared to Derrick Henry, their run game would be not even near where it was. Well, well that's why I said. That's like, why I'm saying get, some people deserve. I think I'm not saying pay him thirty million dollars. That was Saquon's first good year. I'm saying rookie year, he didn't deserve all that. He didn't deserve. Don't pay him thirty million dollars, but give him a little bit because, or, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I think eleven. It depends. I mean, it also depends on your system, to be honest. I mean, but the thing is, Saquon's you, the offense, and Josh Jacobs probably is a little bit better. Hating on because Danny you can <laughs> spread it out with the with the Raiders' offense. Cox, no, we're not watching oh, WMD. No, 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 no. It's, it's slam ball. ball. Oh, it's, it's slam ball. ball. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But yeah, the thing is with Josh Jacobs, you can spread the offense out. Like Derrick Henry's value went up just because you can spread the ball out. But we'll talk about that later. Beck, any other uh, comments? Um, or Rag, any other comments? I'm gonna be honest. I'm. Like invested in fantasy in the Browns. I you gotta speak up. Sign picking up your voice. Okay, I, I, I don't want to talk. <laughs> All right, you well, gotta, I'd like you to gotta say. speak up. Sorry, um, <clears throat> I agree with what Whit Ramsey said. Um, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Sweet baby. Keep it going, and then we're gonna go on the, um, go on the list. I think that running backs are very replaceable. And yeah, what he said. All right, thank you. Russian. Starting off with the RB one. I know I'm. I'm I'll show you the magazine, but this magazine has this guy at three. I got him at one, Austin Eckler. And yes, you know, sure, I had him last year. <laughs> got him at one. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's, here's the thing that concerns. I'll give you why I'm concerned about Eckler and why I like Eckler. He's one, he's, your bald, one. So. he's going into a contract <laughs> he's year. He's going into a contract year. Guys tend to play well in their contract years. Saquon was in a contract year. Josh Jacobs was in a contract year. Tony Pollard was in a contract year. All those guys did a lot better than they were expected. The only thing that concerns me with Eckler is not his age, it's the fact they changed offense coordinators. Kellen Moore and his offense in Dallas like sling the rock. tended to sling the rock even when they were up <laughs> by a time. Don't, don't act like Brandon Saley but the thing, a competent play caller. I, know, I hate Brandon Saley. <laughs> the thing, though, with Eckler is that also what also hurt him is that all those guys were gone last year. Keenan Allen was gone. Mike Williams was gone. And they added Quentin Johnson, who's not going to make a huge impact he's week so one. Oh my God. But he's not going to be that he's great to start off the bat. He was, I, re- he was really good. I got him at one just because I think this team is going to be down a good amount. So they are, are going to be throwing the ball a lot. The Chargers? And with the Chargers, I think when you look at CMC's numbers versus when Elijah Mitchell plays, and when you look at Austin Eckler, who doesn't Elijah even Mitchell. have a backup, I got to go with Eckler. And then obviously at two is CMC. When Elijah Mitchell plays, this CMC doesn't have the greatest fantasy thing, greatest I mean, fantasy stats I like. Hey, if anybody wants to hop in, whatever they want, just say it. it. But like there's Casey so many. Well, things. don't they also I have? I think Casey wants to say something, and you're wrong. All right, Casey, what do you want to say? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong, buddy. No, I don't know. 
I, I, he did, okay. I had him last year, and I, I mean, I yeah, guess when Elijah Mitchell came back, it kind of hurt him, but maybe that's taking him from 25 points to 20. Uh, so, didn't he have like a 42 point game? Yeah, and but Elijah Mitchell was still there. That was with Elijah was Mitchell the... sucks, okay? Like, you act like, we're acting like he's gonna do I'm anything. We're acting like right. he's gonna do anything to Henderson. No. Like, he's terrible. Like, no. he is Third best running back. Uh, Brees Hall, <laughs> no, no, not Brees Hall. Brees Hall and Alvin Cook, you know, their they're, they're value plummets. You know who skyrockets? Michael Carter. <coughs> In the three, dude. I'm telling you. In the three, <laughs> you're you, you're troll. Stop. All right. Okay. I think I think Jonathan Taylor was not good at all last year. When where do you where are you taking Chubb? Wouldn't be surprised we'll if he bounced back. I really yeah. like Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is easily Chubb. a top best five. running back in the league. Easily top five I mean, running back. Fantasy okay. wise, no, okay. not, not hey, fantasy wise. He's the best, best running back, back in the league, league, but not fantasy wise. CMC stats when he got traded to. San Francisco. Obviously, I'm going to exclude the first game. The game against the Rams, Elijah Mitchell did not play. He had two touchdowns. I think he had 40 fantasy points that game. The next game, Elijah Mitchell did not play. Looks like he had about 18 points. Elijah Mitchell played. Elijah Mitchell played the next game, and he ended up getting 17 points. The next game he played, he ended up getting 10 points. Elijah Mitchell then got hurt throughout the rest of the year, and obviously CMC played tremendous. And then at the last part of the year, CM, when he, Elijah Mitchell played, it looks like CMC had about let's see, uh, 15 points. So his value kind of decreased when he was there, but obviously he's, actually he's still good to take him there. But All right, running back three, I got Bijan. I, I don't think there's any reason why you would not have. Who would you take ahead of Bijan? Common Saints fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you take out of Bijan? Anybody want to comment? I, I, I completely agree with you. I think Bijan is... Such a, it's, so, it's such a... Like, uh, you don't... Spot, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you say the same thing if he was not on the Falcons? No, because I think the Falcons are such a run-heavy team yeah. that you kind of have to... And, but do you have, I'm sorry. have to have a pass attack to... Algier signed my... Algier signed my picture today. to run I love, I love Algier. <laughs> but God, Bijan is so much more explosive than... Any I, player I've watched, like he is the real deal. I'm taking him in the first round with confidence. I think you trade Kyle Pitts for taking him at ten. Round. He's taking him at ten. I'm, he won't even be there at ten. He's that good. I, think I got Bijan three. RB four. I got Saquon. <coughs> Without the contract issue, with a contract issue oh, gone, he's gonna play. I probably wouldn't take him in the first round just due to the fact that I'm kind of concerned about like the injuries, like sitting out. So you because think of the contract? So you think guys like him and and, <laughs> and like Derrick Henry are like what, early second? Oh my God. I think I think I still think Saquon's a first round pick <laughs> just because I think you're gonna get guys at the 10, 11, and 12 turn who are like, oh. all right, I need a running back and a wide receiver, and guys are gonna want to take running backs early. Personally, yeah. I think the guys picking in front of me probably end up taking one running back combined out of the last three guys picking that's Beck, Rush, and I. Uh, but I got Saquon at four. At five, I got Jonathan Taylor. And with Ooh. the change in system, in front of and with Henry? the change in quarterback, yeah, I do. And Chubb. And Nick Chubb. And, 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 and Chubb. In front of Chubb. And but the Henry. thing is, when Jonathan Taylor does play, he is a very good player. True. The thing that concerns me, new system. And How does Anthony Richardson affect Jonathan Taylor's? I was just about to get into it. I think this guy is my first running back, which I am not drafting. Like He's on my bust list. And... Jonathan Taylor. And when you have a rushing quarterback, the rushing quarterback does not look to check down. 
There's no backup running back in Indianapolis. I think quarterback. Alex, is I have a question. Word. Are you taking your podcast so everyone listens? And then <laughs> what? Take, like Nick Chubb and those guys. I'm not. Oh, t- I won't. I, I haven't heard Nick Chubb. I haven't heard Derrick Henry. And I, I haven't heard Josh Jacobs. I think that the Colts are gonna. It's almost like some guy has to be six, seven, and eight. Yeah, I mean the Colts have Anthony Richardson at the quarterback, so like the offense overall just can be incompetent. So, but also you get a better coach in there. Better exactly. offense. The offensive line should be better. Steichen worked with a really good offense in Indy, so I expect him to do the exact same. Or exa- really good offensive line in Philly, so I ex- expect the exact same Whoa. in Indianapolis. But the thing is with rushing quarterbacks, and I will emphasize this, a rushing quarterback does not look to check down. I would put Chuba Hubbard next at seven. There's no, <laughs> there's no backup running back to compete, Gibson. but Anthony Richardson will not look to check down. Well, I saw Gardner Minshew taking first team in snaps right now. I don't even care who starts. <laughs> okay. At six, Nick Chubb. Was it your whole thing just about him being a running quarterback? <laughs> Does anybody want to disagree? Yes, Josh Jacobs should be way higher. So this guy who's not even reporting the training camp, you'd rather take ahead of a guy who's reporting I the training camp. Bro, we just like flew home. And the Chubb, okay. Hey, spoiler, but I got the Raiders going 3-14. and 14. Yeah, he also plays so you for the think Raiders. you they're going to air the ball out of time? 3-14? and 14, right? Yeah, you think their they O-line's going to hand up? Yeah, they're... They got Jamie G. They also had... They got a quarterback downgrade. Downgrade? Yeah. Um... I, Derek Carr, I, I, you tell me Jimmy G's better than Derek Carr. Say that to me with a straight face. I think bro. if Derek Carr was the yes. same fan, they wouldn't he's more. Bowl. But if he's in New Orleans, he ain't winning any damn games, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I think Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb does get better though. I bet New Orleans would be better. Than I, I feel like Chubb always starts off really hot and then he kind of cools off second half of the year. But yeah, but he kind of just just like every every so Chase back Chase kind of. Chase he also does Chase the Browns, so yeah, yeah. he the best offensive one of the best offensive lines in the league. Chase Stewart was trying to me. No, if Nick Chubb. Uh, for, I think it was Brees Hall, Nick Chubb and Najee for Brees Hall and Tyreek Hill. If you, if you ever see a trade request for Chase Stewart, it's just like an auto decline. <laughs> and where was bro picking? Bro's picking. He FaceTimed me. Oh, also, for like an hour. Hey, I just want to say, <laughs> no, Chase told me the other day he doesn't even know what pick he's eating, but he's gonna make a surprise, and he's picking at six, so I think he's gonna make a surprise. Jay Herbo. <laughs> but we'll, we'll say. At Nick Chubb that was six. so funny when he drafted him. I don't even want... Saquon. No, I, okay, sorry. Over can Mahomes. Can I, can I say something about Chubb? Yeah. Kaepernick, Nick, undrafted free agent. <laughs> nah, I got it. All right, rip it up, sure I, mean, I mean, sure, maybe I disagree with Alex a little bit on his ranking, but I think, like, that's a great value spot if you were taking Chubb as, like, the fifth or fourth or fifth running back even in fantasy. I mean, I think if I think Deshaun Watson will not a crazy year, but I think I'll have a good year. Spoiler, Beck takes him at either pick 11 or pick uh, 14. Confirm. Yeah. So I mean I think I mean once the passing game gets better that's the, the run game will do the same just because it takes so much pressure off them. So I mean I think I like Chubb if Deshaun Watson that's has an expected. Value. But I do say when Deshaun Watson stepped in, Chubb's value was not as good as it was when Brissett was in. Well, and that's just because they, have, they had a worse team at. Like, do they still have uh, Hunt Cream Hunt? No, no, he's gone. That's the other thing that people like. Yeah. So, hey, the thing but, is, but honestly, Cream Hunt didn't do anything his last it, year, so it really didn't matter. He was more of a passing guy because they like they still won't throw Chubb. Still a touchdown. If you pick, if you only pick no, one of these, Cream Hunt like two touchdowns. If you pick years. any of these running backs, just know you have to take their handcuff because if you take a running back early and he gets hurt, your season's screwed. So especially yeah. Chubb, look at his handcuff. I believe it's Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. He was with Ritter. Um, we got some Ritter fans here. That's, Actually, we don't. Never mind. Oh at seven, God. at seven, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna switch my rankings. I'm, I'm skying away from Josh Jacobs just because of the contract situation. I got Derrick Henry. Uh, the volume is there, and when Derrick Henry 
has the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins helps spread the ball more. Instead of these guys loading the box, they're spreading it out more. They got to respect DeAndre Hopkins, and they have to respect Derrick Henry. Anyone that puts mayo in their coffee is a psychopath. Pretty sure you said this on like two episodes. Yeah. The fact that this guy is now... I don't even... What? This guy's getting older, but his numbers are still good. When he plays a lot, he's going to be good. I think he gets the ball a ton this year because I don't think the quarterback situation is that great. They're going to um, be really bad. I got I got Henry at seven. At eight, just for, the, just for William Pruitt, I'm going to let William Pruitt ran away on this. Josh Jacobs is at eight. I would not pick Josh Jacobs just because of the run, fact. Run away. I will say, I'll put nine in Jarek McKinnon. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Uh, he, won't be, he won't be a shift. So. Hey, Pru, rip away about Josh Jacobs. I mean, you can't argue. He had the most all-purpose yards of anyone in the league. He got it done on the ground, got it done in the air. Like, March. I mean, he, he was always good for, like, I would say at least 18 points. Like, he was a stud. He had, like, three or four, like, it, it was a span. Three games in a row, he had 35-plus points. Well, and then towards the very... That's the serious damn trade in the world. Yeah. Right to me. Right to me. I'll bet someone $10 that Daniel is the one who takes Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and if anybody else takes him, or actually, but then you'll just take yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, the I, thing is, Daniel's picking that three, and threes is a major drop-off, so I bet you he takes Mahomes. But yeah, keep it going, bro. <laughs> sure, I mean, I mean yeah, I guess he's he holding won't. out right now, and it's kind of a selfish thing to do, but... I mean, take DeAndre Hopkins, for example. He always holds out of practice, and he's always a very, very good receiver. What? Yes, I'll, I'll, he well, doesn't I mean, really. I guess Kirk Cousin takes two, Tuesdays off, so that makes him a bad quarterback. Um, at nine. That's not what I said. I said DeAndre Hopkins holds out of practices before the season starts, and he's always one of the best receivers in the league. Oh, he's okay. also usually suspended. Bro, Matt Collins is so. He also took steroids. <laughs> <laughs> at nine, at nine, here's my hottest take, my hot take for the oh, season. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Tony Pollard finishes as the RB1. I can see that. RB1? RB1 is. Actually, yeah, that's yeah, a heard, heard that on the podcast. Top three, I can see. Sizzling is, hot. Well, it's a hot take for a reason. Hot yeah, sauce, hot really. Oh, top hot 10 top. receiver. Hot sauce, hot takes. So I got Pollard at nine. Did he is or is he not? You didn't get that. Whoosh. You didn't no. get a 10? No. Is it? No. Calvin Ridley gambled. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. That was funny. I'm hey, hey, Roosh. <laughs> okay, Roosh knows the thing or two. Calvin Ridley was spending this. Did you also see that thing where, like, Zay Jones yeah. ran around and then Ridley ran around? Yeah. And it's like, new. Incoming first round, Daniel. Calvin Ridley. I'd like to apologize to anyone currently listening to this podcast. Yeah, we're kind of shying away from the running backs, but we'll keep it going. We'll, we'll get through 10 and then I'll finish the rest later. Joe just... Flacco, this is actually what you're going to be inheriting. Um, <laughs> at 10. <laughs> Side comments. I give up. I'm going. I'll do ten. I'll do, I'll do ten a second time. <laughs> All right, we're back. It's me and Pruitt with the side of Beck Janky. Uh, we're doing now. We're on running back ten. My rankings kind of changed because I think Dalvin Cook's gonna sign with the Jets. Um, but at ten, just looking through it, I think Ramondre Stevenson makes sense to put at ten. No really depth behind them. I think obviously they're gonna sign Leonard Fournette or they're gonna sign you know, they're gonna sign someone. Well if they right? sign Fournette, I think his value goes down a good bit. It doesn't go down a good bit. He's not the greatest of receiving backs and Fournette would probably get most of the ten yard and in carries, don't you think? I mean like that podcast was talking about today, Alex, like Lamontre Stevenson, he's gonna need somebody because he's a big back and he's probably gonna fall at the end of the year. Like I like I honestly 
if it were my rankings, I would have him around as far as like fantasy upside, which I think that's different than rankings because I would have Pollard at like four. Like I would honestly have Stevens there at six. Yeah. Well, rankings. I mean, there's nobody there. He's gonna get receiving work. Stevenson, sorry. The receive the receptions were up fifty five last oh. year. Targets were up seventy. Yeah. So because I love him instead of a guy like Damian Pierce right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, definitely. If he's there, I'll definitely probably pull the yeah. trigger. And I don't know if you're gonna talk about Damian Pierce. And sorry, because he might be too way too far down your running back rankings. But if Damian Pierce is available, just you gotta speak up. Don't yeah. like worry about or like he's not gonna get any receptions. Like if you look at C.J. Stroud last year at Ohio State, he threw 14. His his running backs had 14 catches all season long. That's not even a sixth of what the best receiver got. All those running backs combined is not even what Marvin Harrison got. So I think he's not going to check the ball down at all, even though he's in, he'll have way more pressure as far as the defensive side of the ball. So I think Damian Pierce is really just not a good pick at all, wherever you find him even. Like, that's like on my no draft list. He's easily at the top. Well, this is where it gets scary. Like, this is where you're picking and you're like, I'm kind of playing with fire here, right? Like, right here at 11, you're starting to play with fire. Right. I want to say ETN, but I just think Kenneth Walker's better. Listen, obviously the Seattle, it's a big room. It's a big offensive room. And they just picked Zach Charbonnet, yeah. right, in the second round. So it's not something to be taken lightly. But this guy's explosive, and he's only in his second year. Like, he's going to get most of the carries. He didn't have any received in touchdowns last year. He only had 27 receptions. So even if Charbonnet is going to go in and be the receiving back, it's not like Kenneth Walker's value is being decreased. He's going to get more attempts just because he'll be playing. He played 15 games last year. Those first three or four were with Rashad Penny. Um, so I got him at 11. Excuse me. Jeez. Um, but I think I think 11's where it makes sense. And obviously one guy people are going to know about is Travis Etienne. He's on my bus list. Ooh. He's on my bus list. Interesting. And it's because I know he's explosive. And he is known to be your receiving back. You want to get in this? I'm good. All right. But he his ADP is way too high. Like third round, second round. Just because he's a running back is why he's getting taken there. He's frustrating having him last year. He's going to take him too high. They took Tank Bigsby in the third round. Doug Peterson has a history of using running back by committee. He's terrible in the red zone. Only had five rushing touchdowns last year, and he was the lead back. Um, too many mouths to feed in this offense. Did you? Sorry, you're not talking about Kenneth Walker anymore, are you? Are no, I'm on ETN. This is mine, right? Okay, yeah, I was just going to say about Kenneth Walker. Zach Charbonnet. Which one's mine? He averaged nine oh, yards yeah. a catch last year as a running back. Pills. Nine yards a catch at, at UCLA. 37, 37 attempts for, like, that's what, like, like 150 yards? Or on ETN. Oh, you know what? Are you doing Charbonnet? yards. Yeah, like, like I think Charbonnet is gonna be a way better, like a way more viable option as far as a receiving back goes compared to a Kenneth Walker. And I think Kenneth Walker might just. Yeah. Wow. At uh thirteen, I think we're at thirteen. Um, it, it's just tough to rate guys here because honestly, right now it's personal preference. Got this whole first page from the left out, so there we go. Um. It's not Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. They they're dropping uh, significantly. I think we're on what thirteen. We're on thirteen, right? Well, this is and this is assuming that Dalvin Cook signs yeah, with the Jets. This is thirteen, and I'm gonna take Aaron Jones. Like, oh, sorry. It's tough because you know the more attempts are gonna be there, 
And you know more receptions are going to be there just due to the fact that Jordan Love is not that great and he's going to check the ball down a ton. I mean, maybe if you go three wide receivers before him, then it's a pretty good option. As an RB1, it'll be a little tough. But he's not a guy that's being talked about. No one really talks about him. I still think he's a good option. I think his ADP is perfect. Um, I still think he's going to be solid. I think that's what? That's 13. Where's Sky Moore in your receiver rankings? Hey, we're on running backs. Oh, well, almost. Jeez. Uh, I, th I think that's a safe place. I do say I see him on the list. Go, go back. J.K. Dobbins coming back from injury. He's, what, the only really running back in Baltimore right now? I mean, do they still you, have I, we'll, we'll put him at 14 just to talk about him. Yeah, the thing with Dobbins is I had him a lot hot, lower on my list. He's second year coming off the ACL. Mark Canna, I, I think that's their offensive coordinator. Whoever their offensive coordinator, the Georgia guy, said he wants to pass the ball more. Mark Andrews is saying how this ball is going to be passed more. Uh, Lamar is saying how he likes the passing heavy offense. Receptions won't be there. Receptions have never been there. Odell's also back this year. You got Odell, Zay Flowers. Uh, I'm not where I don't care about those guys right now. But you look at it, and yeah, sure, he'll get a couple touchdowns. But if I'm taking Dobbins, I'm taking him in the sixth or seventh. As if I'm going no no wide or no uh, what's it called, no running back, then yeah, I'll take him as in my RB one. league, I like him. Yeah, but we're I, we're doing PPR oh. rankings, so oh. I'll put him at 14. Pruitt, you want to say something? Uh, no, I mean, I, I like him considering that he's probably the, the RB1 in Baltimore and really good offense. I mean, he's an RB1 on a team that will be in the playoffs. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't totally go wrong with that. That's, that's fair, so. At 15, I'm going to go Miles Sanders. Like, the thing with Miles Sanders is you know what you're getting. At his ADP, which is, like, late fourth, early fifth, you know what you're getting. He's a solid RB2. You know, he's not going to be great every week. There's no one really behind him that's going to do well. So he's a safe option. You're either in or out on Miles Sanders. I'm kind of in on him. Again, receptions won't be there. Maybe with Bryce Young. Obviously, he goes to a worse offense. Last year, though, 11 touchdowns. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, going up from zero. Average yards per carries down. But he got paid. So I mean, he's going to arguably the best offense to the worst offense. So it's going to be. I think. I mean, there's worst offenses, but I mean, well, he'll get the ball more. A bottom. Yeah, a yeah, bottom. yeah, yeah. So that's what that's. Yeah, 15? Is that 15? I think yeah. that was 15. 15. At 16, you got to put Joe Mixon in here. Oh, like, I yeah. I mean, obviously, he had that one game which inflated his stuff. He's getting worse. He's not going to be as good as he was in 2021. You're either in or out on him. I'm in on him. And the third round, I'm not in on him. I'll probably wait to the early fourth is when I'm going to take him. But he's in Cincinnati, so he'll be fine. P. Ryan's gone, which means a little bit more inter uh, more receptions. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to deal with that guy all year. But you know what you're getting in, and you're taking Mixon. And what, that was 15? Or was oh, that 16? 16. 16. 17, it's Jameer Gibbs. And here's why it's Jameer Gibbs. I'm, I'd rather take a rookie running back than Najee Harris because Jameer Gibbs is the home run pick. Like, that's the pick that will win you your league. Running backs that have gotten... 70 or more receptions and 100 more carries in a season have always finished as the RB10. Do I think he gets that workload? No, but he's going to get plenty of touches. I don't think David Montgomery lasts that long, but I think David Montgomery got the second highest contract in the running back class this year. And David Montgomery's hurt, right? Yeah. He's, 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 miss, he's He hasn't got a... He's missing camp, but I expect him to be back yeah. by week one. To be honest, I think as far as like 
mainstream NFL, like that draft that the Lions had, like I actually loved them taking Jabir Gibbs there. Like, like they're gonna get a lot of crap for that. And honestly, it's because we as fans look at those rankings like, oh, he's not high on ESPN. Like yeah. those GMs, those rankings are way different than the ones that Mel Kiper tries to draw up himself. Like I think that was a great pick there that Jameer, that the Lions have with Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs would be awesome this year. I would love to take him. I just don't think would would I have pick eleven. I don't think he'll wrap around. I would really have to reach on him. So yeah, but. and and then the thing is with Jameer Gibbs, they're picking him at twelve. Like they picked Jamison Williams at twelve, but he was coming off an ACL. Like they're gonna use. They are going to use him. They're going to have to use him in the passing game. There's really not many people after Monterey St. Brown. So I think that was, what, 16? That was 17. That was 17. So we'll keep it at 17. Next one's 18. Keep in mind, you still got Najee. You still got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see who's back here. Because we're going to 24. I don't think they Oh, I don't really want to go back here. I think it's either going to be Najee or Dalvin, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I think we'll go Dalvin. And the thing is, okay. Dalvin's going to New York offense as high power. He's going to get the ball. The only problem is he's competing with Reese Hall, but I think out of the gate, Dalvin Cook's going to look nice. One is because he's super explosive. He's going to get you those big plays. Also, the second thing is, Reese Hall is coming off a torn ACL. So, take it where you like it. Just know it's not going to be the healthiest pick for your mental health when you have him on your team. <laughs> But I bet you he signs a one- or two-year deal there. It makes this team really nice with Rodgers. It makes the Jets a better team, fantasy-wise. I don't like it for him or Brees Hall. I think that it's means... just diluting the workload, and they already have a good enough like set of weapons. Yeah. Like, to like, where I, like, I don't know if it makes you better, to be honest with you. It, it's just weird. I mean, obviously, if he was in Minnesota, he'd probably be a second-round pick. You think they right. resign him? No, no, no. He's saying, like, if, if, if he was still in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, 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 oh. But I think 18. We'll put him at 18. And you know what? Might as well put him... And uh, no, we'll put Najee at 19. Najee has to go somewhere. He's just such a headache. Like, I I, I picked him in the mock draft, and that was honestly probably because I just don't want to give away everything. But I, I all couldn't of, all of his I mean, like, offense. I mean, like we were talking about today. I like, can't deal I think, with that offense. I think Kenny Pickett, I think he takes a step up. But, I mean, like we were saying today, like, he's going to back his way into being a top 15 running back, and we're going to look at that, like, this next year and be like, whoa, how did he have, like, that many? Like, because I was looking at that in my pre-draft stuff, like, I did not think Najee Harris did as well as I thought he did last year because he gets so much crap from the media. So and like from us because I mean we talk about Najee Harris a lot given that there's Chase some Stewart also tremendously yeah. reached on him. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, first round pick. I think second, he would take one first. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like uh, I don't know. I think I think he's gonna be. I think he'll finish better than where we have him ranked, but that's just because of like upside. Like I, don't, I think I think the ranking is definitely fair. But I think he finishes better. But also, it's just tough to find 17 guys that finish Exactly, better. exactly, exactly. So, And he's just going to, like you said, he's going to back his way in there because the Steelers will probably be competing for at least a playoff spot till week 14, which is not the case for many teams that we've been talking about on this list. So. Yeah. So right here at 19, you know, you're kind of reaching, if you go no PPR or no running back, this is what you're going to deal with. And it's really tough. Like, I'm just looking through. It's tough to pick out 24 guys right now. It really, really is. Um, we'll talk about the Philly running backs, and we'll talk about everybody else. But at 19, Alexander Madison. Yeah, we'll put Madison there at 19. And the thing with Madison is, yeah, every time, you know, he stepped in, he did really well. And but also, if you think about it, the times he stepped in, 
was because he was a backup running back. <laughs> like, of course he's going to step in and do good. He's been out the whole time, and they just work him out, unload on him, and then Dalvin Cook's back next week. And they know that. So, yeah, sure. I'm not changing. I think the offense in Minnesota is great. Um, I don't think I'm regretting trading the first overall pick right now, but um, I think it's just got to go with how it is. But, yeah, at where, where I am right now, I think it makes sense that you put Madison at 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... Because I don't think he's going to bust, but I don't think he's going to be God's gift to the world. It'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you're still watching this, I wanted to mention Madison. Maybe not even because I think he's the 19th best running back, or 20, whatever we said. But just because, like, he has a big question mark on his name because I've done mock drafts and thought, whoa, like, why is he this far back? But then, yeah, Alex made the good point of, like, Every time he's played, he hasn't played three, four weeks prior. So of course, and, he's gonna, yeah, yeah. And then he, he gets if he plays, he gets three snaps and or he gets three carries, and then the rest is just pass blocking attempts. So yeah, yeah. I like him. I think, I think it's good. I think it's good to mention Madison there. Uh, you want to say something next? For next player. So are we going to twenty? Yeah, yeah. You you picked twenty. I don't know. We got Pierce, Acres, Brees Hall. We haven't picked Brees Hall yet. No. Wait. Why? We'll pick Brees Hall. Brees Hall should have been way earlier. Well, the thing is, we're under the assumption that Dalvin Cook is going to New York Jets. I feel like you still should have taken him over Dalvin Cook, then. We'll put him at 20. I would take take Cook over Hall just because he's coming off an ACL. I almost view this as a... Oh, how do I view this? You think he'll be more run or pass or? I just I don't even know. Like I can't even tell you. That's the thing is you're just picking this guy and just need like you're gonna look back at it. You're gonna the thing is you're gonna look back at Cook and Hall and like why did I not pick this guy? It's like it's like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods a couple years ago. It's like why did I not pick Cooper Cup? It's just a coin flip. Like it's just a coin flip. And obviously, and but you know you were getting good out of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. But it was just such a goal to play. Which wow. does mean you take Traylon Burks in the fourth round this year. Yeah. And Robert Woods in the sixth. I, I, I just can't do it at Why would the Jets sign Dalvin Cook again? If they already have because because uh, not really a lot of sense. teams are switching to committees. And it helps keep Brees Hall's legs fresh because Dalvin Cook's at age 28. Because they, they probably so he'll be gone in a couple years. He'll, he'll probably sign for two years anyway. Yeah, he'll have two more good years. And by the time Brees Hall is done, he'll do well his fourth year, which is contract year. Will look really good, so, and also keeps Brees Hall's legs fresh because so they spent a second round pick on him. So it's still pretty high value that you're spending on a running back. So Alex, what's your prediction as far as? So let's say Dalvin Cook, it's two years. What's what's his money looking like? Uh, two years, twelve million. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I was gonna say thirteen million, million each year. No, no, just no, one no. Year. yeah, I mean, just for the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I would give. Him. I mean, no one signed him. I would say twelve. I would say two years, fourteen. And a half. What are we at now? That was twenty. Mm-hmm. 21, I'm going to go Cam Akers. Yeah, sure, he did really well in the end. And my thing with Cam Akers is obviously, like Beck said earlier, in our league, a lot of guys are deemed as really as bad players. Or they're not they're not fair. Like Antonio Gibson just had a bad look because Daniel picked him super early. And then Cam Akers has a bad look because Whip picked him really early. This guy came back from an Achilles really, really fast. And Achilles is a two-year injury. Which credit to him, like I don't know how he came back that fast. Yeah, he came back fast, won a Super Bowl, and yes, I know. I always say pick guys and good offenses, but with and right here at twenty one, it makes sense just because he's the only guy in this offense. Like you're telling me, Kyron Williams is gonna get a ton of yards? No, no, it's not gonna happen. I got him at twenty one. 
and then people are like, oh, why are you not picking this next guy early? That in that Rams division, like, really, like, sure you have the Niners. It's really not that good. No, no, no. Like, it's just the Niners. Like, Seahawks defense, you can run all over them. The pa- the problem is we get so Cam exactly, Akers. Yeah, so you're gonna be winning. Let's say the Rams they have ten wins, eleven wins, maybe. Then, I haven't beaten seven. Okay. So they so however many wins they get in division, they're gonna be running the ball a lot, and that's what those games. I mean, because you, you judge a player based on their you judge a team based on their division, and how they'll do in their division games because those are the most important, those are the biggest toss ups in my opinion. So I mean I think yeah if you're winning a lot of those division games then Cam Akers is gonna get the ball a lot because they're not gonna be messing around when when they're playing the Seahawks like they're yeah. just gonna go just get I mean it, it's also Sean McVay and you know we get a nice little talk about Maris football Sean McVay ain't going out another season to lose games like this team is gonna find a way to win seven games and that's what I have them getting at seven games I think they get at least eight so the problem is your Stafford like Stafford Stafford's a headache like. Oh my god, I can't deal with Stafford. Take a pay cut, dude. You made enough money. Like at least Rogers is taking pay cut because he's made, made enough money. Well, not really. But Stafford he's isn't just, even gonna last minutes. till October. Well, I mean, and I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to see Stetson Bennett on my Instagram story every twenty yeah. freaking posts by everybody. Well, to be to be fair though, Aaron Rodgers didn't even really take a pay cut. He just split the money between two years because he was he was due one point two this year and like one hundred seventeen the year after or whatever that was. So he's really just he really just split it up. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think I think Stafford would be fine. Like, I mean, I don't I don't I don't love to pick Stafford this year, oh. given just the you know off the field worries here. But I yeah, mean, yeah. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna crank out the next three, and then I'm we're gonna talk about specific running backs. And one, I'm not rushing y'all. I'm not rushing y'all, but we're gonna we're gonna get down. Next one's Damian Pierce, and then I know the guy I'm gonna pick after. Like Beck said earlier, I think you said Stroud only threw the ball down 14 times to his running back. Yeah, 18, 18 um, attempts, 14 catches. Obviously, that's going to change. Like It's going to have to change in the NFL because Stroud's not throwing to JSN and Marvin Harrison and Chris Olave and yeah. Garrett Wilson anymore. He's throwing to John Mechie and Nico Collins. So, yeah, it, but he's going to— But still too good— But the thing is, Pierce isn't a check guys. down back. Exactly, yeah. If it's someone a, could, if non- someone could somehow find the Texans RB two for me, that would be absolutely appreciated. It's a non checkdown quarterback with a non checkdown back with two good possession receivers. Nico Collins, he isn't going to blow the top off, but he's going to get you good seven eight yard catches and every time. Th- this is a team where I look. I think I had them gain five wins, but this is not going to be a run first team in the second and third quarter. Oh, totally. Like, it's not. So if you get him, he's also a headache. I don't think he can last the whole season. Did really well his rookie year. But um, I think it's more of a Najee Harris situation where you see a little bit of a step off. And this and this is why, if the Falcons were to draft, let's say Bijan Robinson, two three years ago in the same like let's say they took him in the twenty twenty one draft when they didn't take when they took Pitts, I don't know if you take Bijan Robinson this high, because I think the Falcons were worse then and with the same reason they probably wouldn't be running the ball as much in the second third and fourth quarter. But now this is a perfect opportunity to take a Bijan Robinson. So yeah, I could see. I could see Damian Pierce being that two or three years down the road. Now, sure, that's going to be almost time for his contract year, which will probably be another positive for him. But, I mean, I think you just – I mean, yeah, it's team success almost over everything in, in these in these fantasy discussions when you're talking about running backs, especially, like, at these marginal spots that we're having him in between, like, 15 and 25 on our rankings list. Yeah. 23, this is also another easy pick. It's James Conner. I think he's my sleeper. And – 
Yeah, man. Their offense is just Their offense stinks. Their coach stinks. I have their coach getting fired in year one. It's just tough, but I think they the lost, thing with Connor. D Hop still got Hollywood, I guess, but I mean Zach Ertz, like yeah. This, but the thing, the thing with James Connor is, I know that I I said they should have kept Cliff Kingsbury. They should have kept him one more year, just because any coach they hire it doesn't matter if they got Andy Reid out there, they're gonna win maybe five games. They're, he's in what like Thailand or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I don't care about him. But twenty okay. third, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a heavy workload. And he's going to score touchdowns. Like he's going to score touchdowns. And no matter, honestly, who the quarterback is, he's going to get the ball a ton just because they know he's a guy who can get it done. And I see his stat line being like 18 carries for 66 yards and you know three receptions for 40 yards. So, you know, if you get that from a RB2 after you pick a hero running back, then, man, I completely take that every time. Um, so I'm going to go to 24 and – it's Rashad White. Ooh. And it's just, I don't see anybody else you can take over. Like, he's a clear RB1. I don't think Baker's known for checking the ball down a ton. But he'll be all right. Like, if Rush took him really early in the mock we just did, and I did not like that. I did not like that. Sure, he may get the ball. Didn't, but he, didn't Baker check, a, check down a lot to P. Ryan when he was in college? I mean, because he didn't. He, cause well, you're he, the one. He checked. He checked out I don't know. Hunt. He checked to Hunt a lot. He, he didn't check to Chubb because Chubb was like really out stone there. hands. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing with Rashad White is like I see his stat line being like 14 oh, carries, I, 35 I, yards, and I think, five receptions for 50 yards. I think I think Rashad White is gonna be so good, or not so good, but like I think he's gonna. I mean, he, I think he can be the best player on the on the Bucks next year. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I I, I would put it at least ahead of Godwin. Maybe I think he's gonna, he's gonna be not, more, not ahead of Mike yeah okay yeah he's gonna be a mo- more impactful player as far as snap share than Godwin will for sure. Right, well, fair. Mike Evans is another guy. I know. Oh, uh, uh, Mike Evans in like the seventh. I would actually. I would love y'all to stay and do receivers, but it's nine ten. We, if we didn't have six forty five in practice, we'd be totally yeah. useless. But we're gonna start talking about specific guys, and both of you are gonna have to jump in because this is the part yeah. where you know, I'm gonna get some. Kid, next no matter what, is like, oh my god, Bach, you did not tell me that Khalil Herbert was going to be really good this year. Will Hunsberg. Remember, this podcast is for advice. Don't take all my rankings because these rankings are supposed to help you. Like, fantasy football is all about what you think and also all about what Bach thinks because I'm always right. But yeah, basically, yeah, just just take this how you are. If we mess up, nah, I don't care. We're talking about Pacheco. Bust. Do not draft. Do not draft. This guy only scores fancy points when he's in the red zone. He's getting no receptions. He only scores when he's in the red zone. I don't care if he gets 830 rushing yards. He's not going to – he's just not that good because he's not going to get receiving work. He's not going to get receiving work. I think McKinnon takes most of the work. I I would step away from the Chiefs running back room, but I would take McKinnon just because this team's so pass-heavy. And and you're going to watch it. When when I watch the Chargers-Chiefs game – on Sunday night, and I see trap. I don't see the Chiefs running the ball. I just see them airing out the whole time. They're gonna air it out the whole time. Staying away from Checo. Staying away from every every single Chiefs wide receiver. But y'all can step in and tell me what y'all think. I like it. I mean, I, I think Jerick McKinnon would be so good. I was to be honest with you. I mean, I remember having this conversation with you, Alex, like a month ago. Like, I thought Jerick Jerick McKinnon was totally gonna be a guy that could go to the Browns, just because they didn't have Hunt anymore. Like, I thought. 
he was going to find his way on the Browns roster. I love Jared McKinnon, man. Like he's actually going to be so good this year. I think he's going to he's going to take away the reins as running back one, probably within the third week. Like I, I think it's Jared McKinnon. Yeah. Um, next running back we're going to talk about running back one in Washington. And every Ryan single Robinson. year, every single year, I see Antonio Gibson coming back. It's got to be Brian Robinson. But I, I'm now that I look at the stats, like he's gonna get no receptions. I had him last year; he's not getting any receptions. But if I'm picking this guy in the tenth round, and he's getting, if he got, he averages four yards a carry, which is pretty bad, sixty-six yards a game. So let's say he averages about seven fantasy points a game. Only had two rushing touchdowns, which is kind of crappy. But yeah. 800 rushing yards after getting shot and missing five games, I mean, I'll take that. I think that's pretty good. Oh, he'll finish over 1,000 yards, but he'll just be a little bit of a headache just because of receiving work. I think he finishes with, like, 1,075 yards. Like, Yeah. I don't love him. And, like, really. five touchdowns. I mean, I mean, yeah. like he, He's a bi-week filler. Like, we listed, I mean, listed 20-plus running backs. I don't think he's in the top 25. Yeah. Brian Robinson and or Antonio Gibson. Not even because of the whole, like, Oh, um, you know, year three, Antonio Gibson's trash. Like, like even without that, like my personal, like non-biased opinion, he's not a top thirty running back. Who? Antonio Gibson. Oh no. Um, next running back we're gonna talk about. We're just kind of going on the list. Javante Williams. And the thing is, I'm not gonna tell you to not draft him just because his the where he is at. It's so low. But I mean, he's coming off an ACL. His ACL was early, right? So, you know, maybe this guy, but I haven't seen any single thing about the Broncos' offense to where they're saying, yo, we're running the ball. It's like, everything past. I've seen, like Sean Payton, Drew Brees, I, I freaking hate Drew Brees because he's always stat pad. <laughs> the thing is, the Broncos are always going to pass the ball. Like, they'll be up 30, like, one game. They'll have, like, a phenomenal game, and they'll be up 30, and they'll just be slinging the rock just because Russell Wilson wants to stat pad now that he's so far in. Um, I mean, you'll get – just let Eddie D. St. Alvin take him in our league. No, I, Who? I, I, y'all can come. I want, no, you, I want, I want to hear what y'all think I, about I mean, him. I mean, as far as the Broncos go. Y'all talk about it. I, like, I'm done. I, I hate love, like, I think I, I think Russell Wilson is a great value pick this year. Like, I was doing my quarterback. I forget who I picked in the recent mock we just did. Um, and, I mean, I think Russell Wilson's actually, like, like, cause I, I was talking to Casey Comerford earlier. Like, no, oh, you could take Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round. Like, I love Russell Wilson in the ninth round. Like, I think that team's actually pretty darn good this year. I think they could, I mean, I mean the Raiders are going to really fall off. The Chiefs, I mean, they're going to be good. I mean, I, th- I think, the, I think the, the Broncos could easily come second in that division. Russell, I think Russell Wilson will have one of the best bounce back years. We'll see. I know last year was horrible, but so was, I mean, it wasn't just him. They're coaching. They're, Y'all yeah. saw what Sean Payton just said about Nathaniel Hackett. It was one of the worst systems possible. And Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning coach with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. I know, I know. I, I mean, I mean friend, he, he is a Super Bowl winning coach and he has a Hall of Fame quarterback, so I can't argue against I, that. Yeah, and, and that, like, like honestly, and, and this, is, this isn't hard to do, trust me. But, like, he could easily have, like, like William said, statistically the, like, biggest improvement of any quarterback in NFL history, and mm-hmm. from one season to the next, I'm big on him this year. Like he could, he Let could Russ honestly cook, win MVP. Man. He could win MVP. Let Russ cook. I need to get y'all on for wide receiver. Pruden and I are letting Russ cook right now. I, we're sitting in the kitchen. Hundred percent. We are sitting on the countertop. <laughs> we're sitting in Pop's basement. Cook. Really interested. I think. Are we good with that? Are we um, done with him? Yeah. Who do you want? Who want to talk about next? Uh, I want to go over to New Orleans. 
Yes. You got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that, and we'll got, stop. To, we'll go to Chicago. You next. got Kamara, and then you also got Jamal Williams. Now, Jamal Williams didn't he lead in like uh, rushing touchdowns last year? Yeah, yeah like, but what, like like sixteen or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. It was a lot, crazy. but I mean, not not saying he got a lot of yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm I'm really interested to see how they split up. Kamara and Jamal Williams, considering that Kamara, I mean, I, don't I mean, know. he did get a thousand yards, got a lot more carries, but he got a thousand yards, so I'll give that to him. Do I think he gets a thousand yards this year? No, no. Does Kamara get suspended? Like this is the thing. Like what did he do this time? Uh, it was like the Vegas thing. I mean, all the charges were dropped. Right? I don't think he gets suspended. Beck just said all the charges were dropped. Isn't he gets suspended? It, I'm not picking Kamara as my RB two. I don't like Kamara and, and or saying, Jamal Williams personally, yeah, yeah. I, unless you take both of them. But that'd have to be really late. I will say though, I love Olave. Like we'll talk about that yeah. receivers part. I think receivers. I'm going quarterback, running backs, receivers. But once we get the receivers part, like yeah, I love Olave. Kamara, not so much. Um, Khalil Herbert and Foreman. I take Herbert over Foreman. Like this is one of the the later running backs where I truly believe you take Khalil Herbert over Deontay Foreman. Like, I truly believe that. Um, I think Foreman's just like a goal linebacker. I really think Herbert's explosive. I always see him break off big runs. Uh, he's my sleeper. He's small, so he's kind of like Tariq Cohen. But I think if any year is going to be the, his year, it's this year. I know we got his other running back in Justin Fields back there. <laughs> but I, I got to take Khalil Herbert. Kurt, you want to comment on that? Or you just want to keep moving? Um, I mean, Bears are kind of – that's – I just don't really know how I feel about them. I mm-hmm. think – I did see the recent signing of Cole Komet. I saw he got – uh, he got paid bit. way too much. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about that, but we'll talk about that more in the tight ends episode. I already did the tight ends episode. That's awkward. I, actually, I did that before the Cole Komet deal, but I don't think I put Cole Komet in the top 15. Nah. All right, uh, we're going to talk about elite handcuff running backs. Like, if you pick, if you pick, I'll say what what their name is and what team they are, and if you pick any guys before them, you got to pick these guys. Um, right. Jameer Gibbs, you have to pick David Montgomery. Just know you're picking Montgomery at a high price. Um, if you pick Bijan, you 100% have to take Algier. If you take Aaron Jones, you have 100% have to take A.J. Dillon. Um, if you take Kamara, you're going to have to take Jamal Williams just because you don't want to be messed with a coin flip. And Kenneth, if Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet. Yeah, yeah, I was about to get a Charbonnet. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> right. Well, you're on the toilet. So uh, if you take Kenneth Walker, you have to take Charbonnet. <laughs> If you take uh, CMC, you have to take Elijah Mitchell. Um, so we're going to talk about... What? We're going to talk Who's... about two more guys. Jerome Ford, if you take Nick Chubb. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about a couple more rooms. I got it. And then we're going to get these boys out of here because we got early morning fo- football practice tomorrow. You talk about your guy. I got Okay, a, what do you want to talk about I got about a biased guy I want to talk who, about. Who do you want to talk about next? For the Buffalo Bills. I okay, got... yeah, we'll talk about those and then we'll go to Philly. Yeah, you got it. James Cook. Now, last year was he was like RB three. Their their running back room last year was like a mix of Singletary, Naheem Hines, and then James Cook, and then I want to say wasn't Matt Breida? Uh no, Matt Breida's in New York. Was okay. I want to say he was there last year, but maybe not. But it was a big running back room. James Cook didn't really get the time he should have this year. It looks like he'll be a clear RB one. Now, the thing about Buffalo is that they aren't the biggest like run heavy team. I mean, they got 
Stephon Diggs they got and Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Diggs, yeah. So they're going to be airing the ball out. And Gabe Davis. Ha- exactly. But however, James Cook is one of the better receiving backs in the league, in the league I feel like. After, his yards after catch was is very, very good. If they just get him in open space on little swing routes or something like that, I think he's got a really high chance of doing good in PPR leagues. Yeah, I would probably take James Cook over Damien Harris just for the fact that Damien Harris lost the job in New England. I don't think he wins it back in Buffalo with the style of their offense there is. So, I'm, Pruitt, I'm going to agree with your side and go James Cook. Um, next, anybody else want to comment on that? Go next running back we're talking about is Philly. And in Philly, I'm taking Rashad Petty. Forgot. With oh, over, DeAndre over, Swift. Over Swift. Yeah. The Eagles offense last year. Swift. Sure, you got Gainwell and you got Boston Scott. But those guys are quote-unquote receiving max. And how many touches did they get? Like, DeAndre Swift, there's like I think there's a five minute compilation on YouTube of just DeAndre Swift having terrible runs. So I would take Jalen Hurts as the RB one in this offense, but I think I would take Rashad Penny over Swift just to the fact, like I said earlier, rushing quarterbacks don't look to check down. And the difference between Anthony Richardson and Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts has proven he can be a passer, and Anthony Richardson's a rookie. So with Anthony Richardson, they're gonna have to rely on Jonathan Taylor to get the run game to help Anthony Richardson out in the pass game. New OC, I don't think it matters. I think they still know what they're doing. Um, let me actually look who their new OC is. Uh, but with with DeAndre Swift, I don't honestly think he's that good of a running back. They gave up absolutely nothing for him to go there. He's just loved by the media. So I would take Rashad Penny over him. And I think every other fantasy player says that. Brian Johnson. Let me see where Brian Johnson came from. Ryan Johnson. All right. Uh, he's a singer. Uh, offensive coordinator. He was pro, pro, promoted to offensive coordinator. Okay, so he's been that system. He knows what he's doing. All right, last thing about strategy. If you pick a running back in the first two rounds, you 100% have to take their handcuff. Or you somehow have to trade for their handcuff before the season starts. Or sign. hundred. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's that's the number one rule. That's how you lose fantasy leagues. Number two, if you take a guy like Saquon Barkley or you take a guy like Austin Eckler, don't plan on taking Justin Herbert or Daniel Jones later in the rounds. Just don't plan on it. If you take Brees Hall, don't plan on taking Aaron Rodgers because I, I don't like that stack. I'd rather have a quarterback and a wide receiver or a quarterback and a tight end. Fellas, thank you for giving up your time. Any last words before we wrap up the running back parts and move into the wide receivers? I mean, if you've come this far, thank you for watching. Um, I think we. Beck said thank you. It's not picking him up, but he said thank you for thank you listening. For listening. So, yeah, it's I not mean, a. It's not a video. I mean, okay, yeah. I, so I did say thank you for watching. We might actually have to add that in. We might have to. I'll just do the duck. Yeah. We, no, no. I'm just saying, like, we might have to add like a. A video component of this. This would be hilarious. I, I would have to get a camera. I, actually, Max in-house did recommend a way to do that, so I actually might text Max and ask him. But we'll, yeah. that's another topic for another day. Thank you, William Pruitt and Beck Janky, and hopefully you enjoyed the first part when we talked about the other running backs. That was a lot of messing around. Uh, receivers are next. Don't go anywhere. All right. Welcome to the tight ends part. This part is probably going to be the shortest just because there's not really a lot to talk about. And... No one really cares that much about tight ends now, but with that, we'll get into it at 
the time I am recording this, it is July 25th at 12.45 p.m. Um, there's a couple things with these tight ends. Either you're in or you're out. Like, really, tight ends, you're in or you're out just on the tight end position. Either you're a guy who, like, you know how I am, I take Kelsey first, or you just wait and pick whoever is there in the 10th round. Like, that's just how people roll with tight ends, and I'm not going to argue against that, but I'm going to give you some reasons on why I am grading 15 tight ends today. So this will probably be shorter than the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Uh, with that, let's get into it. At the number one, I mean, obvious, he's going to be a top eight pick in probably every single fantasy draft, I believe. But I got Travis Kelsey at the one. The only reason I'm going to talk about him is just how I can argue why he's a first-round pick. He had a career year in 2020 and 2021, but I like his stats a lot more in 2020, and he played two less games than he did in 2022. I've had Travis Kelsey for about two years now. I don't know what pick I got. We're doing our draft order party this Thursday, but last year was just statistically awesome. And the only reason people argue against Kelsey in the first is because he's 33. But when he's the number one option for Patrick Mahomes, there's no reason why you shouldn't get him. 110 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns. His wide receiver won numbers. So I'm pulling Travis Kelsey in the first round. I'm pulling him at the earliest, the fourth pick, at the latest, the eighth pick. So he's definitely a first-round pick on my books, um, 100%, and he's a very huge fantasy cheat code, and he will finish as the wide receiver one this year. At number two, I got Mark Andrews. I see Mark. The problem with these next two guys I'm grading is I kind of see them as their ADP is a little high, but I'm still picking them because they're a tight end. Like, I like Mark Andrews. I don't like Hawkinson in the fifth. I'd rather have Hawkinson in the sixth because that way you got two running backs, two receivers, a flex, and then he's your tight end. And then you can pick your quarterback later. Mark Andrews, I like him in the fourth, probably the early fourth, late third. Like if you're picking at 12, 10 through 12, I'm taking Mark Andrews there just because then you have a solid running back slash receiver slash maybe running back or wide receiver, and then he's the fourth option. And he's still a tight end, so he's going to give you a positional advantage, and you can p- kind of build your team a lot better with him in the fourth round than if you pick him in the third round. Because I'm still not taking him in the third round yet. I'd rather take like T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, or D.K. Metcalf. Last year, he kind of fell off. I think the whole offense fell off just for the fact Lamar didn't play because of the contract. Uh, but the regression definitely happened. 2021, he finished as a tight end one. Uh, last year was a bit of a struggle. All of his numbers were down. But I think every Ravens player's numbers were down last year. So you get, And the thing is, you bring in the new offensive coordinator from Georgia who wants to make this offense a pass-first offense. It sounds like every receiver on Baltimore is happy. you got Bateman, Odell. Zay Flowers, and you got Mark Andrews. So I think it's a pretty solid team. I'm in a, I'm in on Mark Andrews just because he's going to be a really nice red zone target, but I'm in on him in the fourth, early fourth round, um, definitely before Hawkinson. He's the clear tight end two. Uh, next guy I'm talking about is Hawkinson. His numbers increased. Quarterback play increased. Even with Goff, if he stayed in Detroit, he'd still be the third tight end. But he his value has increased. He's gotten a lot better. He's going to be trending upwards. I think this is his fourth season fourth I think wait let me look yeah it's his fourth season fourth season this year 
Um, second year with Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jared Goff is. So in that fact, he's going to get better. Consistent weapon. He'll have one or two big games. That's all, the only downside of his potential is that he had two really good games last year, which boosted his stats. But he played in five more games last year, and his targets were up. His targets, he's always going to get 100-plus targets. He's going to get around. He got 80 receptions last year, which is tremendous. Um, so, again, I'm taking him in this early sixth round, late fifth round, just because I want to solidify my team before taking a pretty high-value tight end in Hawkinson right there. I don't want to pull the trigger on him too early just because I think there's other receiver weapons, and I'd rather get a better wide receiver than a tight end in the fifth and sixth round just because you can wait later and get this next guy who in George Kittle. George Kittle, I got to look at his stats with Brock Purdy, but I think he was absolutely tremendous. Um Oh, well, I'm got to go Chrome. I mean, he was really good towards the end of the year, and he was the main reason and why Casey Comerford won the championship in our league and knocked me out of the playoffs just because he had such a good game. He's not really playing against any good defenses in the division, so it's going to be more of a run-first team towards the end of most games. But if he can get that big touchdown, which he always does, and he has that big play potential, I mean, you're going to see a couple two receptions for 30-yard games and four receptions for 30-yard games. But from the tight end position, if that's his floor, that's what you want. But we'll look at Kittles with Brock Purdy. 39 catches for 544 yards and scored 10 touchdowns with nine games with Brock Purdy in his career. I don't think that's going to sustain, obviously, but that's tremendous. I mean, his stat line was really nice last year. His lowest lowest game with Brock Purdy was two receptions for 22 yards. That's an average George Kittle game. But when he scores touchdowns, he does tremendously well. He'll score over 12 points. I mean, against Kansas City, tremendous game. Six receptions, 98 yards. But yeah, he's going he's gonna to help you out, especially help you out in the fantasy playoffs when back-to-back two touchdown weeks. And these are against really good teams. That's when Brock Purdy was more developed in the year. He's going to score touchdowns. Kyle Shanahan knows how to use him. Only problem is there's so many mouths to feed. But I like Kittle in about the 6th and 7th round after you solidify your team. And then you can pick him as your last guy before a quarterback. And then this is – I'm picking one of these four tight ends just because I don't like to play the waiting game on tight ends. I like to get a tight end where it's like, all right, set it and forget it. And if I pick up a good tight end and he does well, then I can just ship him off or keep him and ship off like Kittle. But this is the area where you're starting to get – in tight ends where it's set it and forget it, and that's 100% what you want. Trying to slide in a mock. Let's go from eight. Yeah, but I, I like Kittle. I like Kittle right there. Um, no reason to not take him. Next tight end is Dallas Goddard. Makes sense why you would like Goddard. He's in a high-powered Philly offense. He's in his second year with Hurts. He's in his fifth NFL season. I think he got paid a tremendous amount, but he missed he missed five games last year, and he finished with 702 yards, 55 receptions, and three touchdowns. The touchdowns number is really low. Um, the average yards per game is about 58.5, which is good. Uh, yard, everything was up last year. Uh, targets were going to be a lot higher if you played all those games. I think he finished as the tight end seven or eight last year, which I still think is tremendous for what you're picking and what you're getting from him. Uh, and, again, he's in a good offense, so he's going to get the ball a lot. Uh, let's look last year, 2022 season. He finished as the tight M 
12. But that was that was with, with that was with missing a lot of games. Stat line's pretty nice when he was healthy. 9, 13, 11, 12, 17, 4, 12, 24, and 9. I'd take that any day for a tight end of his caliber in the 7 or 8th round. And then this is – actually, I'm going to do my tiers. Uh, tier 1, Kelsey. Tier 2, Andrews. Uh, tier 3, Hawkinson and Kittle and Goddard. And then now we're in Tier 4. Uh, next ranked tight end is Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram got paid last year. It was probably his best year he's had so far. Uh, kind of crazy. In 2020, he had 109 targets in New York. But he played all 17 games last year. He had one huge game against, I believe it was Dallas, where he scored 40 points. So, that again, him and Hawkinson, his numbers are a little inflated. But towards the end of the year, it's kind of where he stepped up. Uh, from week 13 to 18, he went 14, 39, 14, 18, 4, and 6. Not the best towards the end, but that's kind of what you're getting when you pick Evan Ingram. When I'm picking Evan Ingram, I'm probably having all my roster filled out before I'm picking him. And if I am picking him, I'm picking him after I have a guy on my bench. Just because there's too many mouths to feed in Jacksonville. He's one of the four elite receiving options down there in Jacksonville. But the second year is Trevor Lawrence. He got paid down there, so he's happy now. And he's going to make a step up. So I got him as my sixth-ranked tight end. And at seven, I got Darren Waller. And it's kind of confusing. Like I would take Waller after I have my both my running backs, both my wide receivers, my flex filled out. And maybe before my quarterback, just because I would like to stack Waller with Daniel Jones. When he's healthy, he can do a tremendous job. And this Giants offense, he's going to be the number one option. The only problem with fantasy and how most people look at fantasy is when guys transfer over to a different team, they think to themselves, oh, how is he going to do? Like, I'm kind of scared because I don't know what I'm getting. People don't like change. I think Waller getting a change and getting out of Vegas was probably a good thing. Last year, I don't know how well he did. Uh, his numbers really aren't great last year, so I really don't want to talk about how tremendously bad he was last year. But when he's healthy, he's a nice option. The Giants took it on this contract to where they can cut him at every time. But let's see. He went 11, 17, 5, 5, 13, 9, 16, and 5, which was the result of tight position rank 31. I think his ADP at 51 is way too high. I would, again, take him after all of these other tight ends go but I got him at seven just because the upside's there a little old and in his sixth NFL season but he's basically like Kyle Pitts and the next guy we're talking about is Kyle Pitts either you're in or you're out on Pitts honestly I'm out on Pitts just due to the fact that it's just so hard to watch like you can't watch the Falcons offense and expect Pitts to get the ball I think it was the Browns Browns game I went to where all they did was run the ball. There was one drive where they just ran the ball every single play and scored a touchdown. Like that's the thing is Arthur Smith's gonna do that. He's not gonna make Pitts or London get reps. So I got Pitts at eight just because the upside's there. Uh in twenty twenty one again he had a really good year besides that one touchdown. A thousand yards is tremendous. Uh, I think Desmond Ritter is definitely a quarterback upgrade than Mariota. But if Mariota hits four or five of those throws last year, Kyle Pitts looks a lot better. Kyle Pitts probably has 600 yards, probably has 35 receptions and five touchdowns with only ten, nine games played. So, you know, I'm taking Pitts. And I'm not expecting much from him, but I'm also taking a tight end in the later rounds. If I take a guy like Pitts or Waller where, okay, if Pitts or Waller goes down, I need a guy to have him. And if Pitts and Waller just stink, I need a guy to plug in. Uh, so this is kind of the tight end area where you're playing risky, high risk, high reward. 
But with Kyle Pitts, when you're picked fourth overall, you got to take a chance on him in year three. Uh, this is a huge year for Pitts just because if he struggles this year, you might not see Terry Fontenot take his fifth-year option. And it might look really bad on Fontenot and Arthur Smith if they end up not picking up fifth year, Pitts' fifth-year option. So I think just know you're taking a high-risk, high-reward player in Pitts and don't expect much if he struggles. But with the tight end position being so slim and so low, you're going to have to take Kyle Pitts. Um, at nine, I have Najoku. Najoku actually is okay. I mean, I could get Beck Janky to talk about him, but his numbers were a little bit down, but his yards per game were up. He played 14 games last year, only had 500 yards, and that's kind of what you're getting with the tight ends here. Like You're kind of just playing the guessing game. So with Njoku, just because Deshaun Watson is quarterback, and I think a lot of these Browns games are going to be close, they're going to be airing it out more. I think Njoku is the third best receiving option on this team besides Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper. And if Deshaun Watson can reach elite potential, there's no reason to not take Njoku at nine. But man, if I'm taking Njoku, I'm waiting really, really far on taking him. And the next guy, you can, you can probably swap with Njoku, but I'm taking Pat Firemove. It's just, yeah, I really don't want any of these guys on my team. He had two touchdowns in 16 games. I mean, I guess he had 63 receptions and 730 yards. But touchdowns aren't there. He's probably the fourth or fifth receiving option on this offense besides Allen Robinson, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and whoever plays running back. So there's no point in taking this guy. You're just, at this point, you're just accepting the fact that you're missing out on the elite tight ends. This is why I like to take tight ends earlier because I don't like dealing with these guys. At 11, Dalton, or at Wait, what am I on? Yeah, I'm on 11. Dalton Schultz, and this is kind of just name recognition, and honestly, this is kind of just me looking down the list and knowing I'm not taking Dalton Dalton Schultz. But he had two five-touchdown games, or two, excuse me, two, four. Wait, why, why can't I talk? Two, two-touchdown games. And he goes into offense, which is worse, but they're going to be passing the ball a lot more, finishes a tight end nine. And the only value you get out of him is if he scores touchdowns. But, you know, it might as well take a chance with C.J. Stroud. He's also in a contract year because he only took a one-year deal. So I guess you can go ahead and take him, right? Just pray he gets the ball a couple times and pray that this Texans offense looks for their tight ends over the middle. At 12, not Cole Komet. I want to pick Cole Komet. I think Robert Tanya does better than Cole Komet. But I got Gerald Everett. Just the fact of his quarterback's good. I mean, everybody keeps talking about this guy. He's in his sixth NFL season, so can't even can't even back these guys out. At this point, I would take the Chiggy. I can't even say his name from Tennessee, but I would take him just because there's some chance he gets the ball in that offense. And, man, I don't even know. Zach Ertz at 14. He's actually a really good option when he plays. Uh, 15, Michael Meyer, because I think Vegas uses tight ends, and I think Josh McDaniels uses tight ends. So the only rookie tight end I'm taking is Michael Meyer, just because I actually think they're going to use him. Uh, other than that, I don't really like talking about tight ends past Kelsey, and this list makes me want to take Kelsey in the first round just because it's so scary how bad these tight ends get, but I know I'm going to take a tight end um, for sure, and I'm definitely taking Kelsey in the first round because if you, when you take Kelsey in the first round, the odds of a tight end exploding compared to a wide receiver exploding 
makes more sense. Like I think Brandon Ayuk's a perfect example last year where you can get him as your flex and he was the wide receiver 15. Sure, you know he has his on and off games, but this stretch is tremendous. 28, 15, 20, 12, 16, 11, 9, 13. And I'd rather have Brandon Ayuk. Like how I look at it is that I look as Kelsey as my wide receiver one. And I look at it as like, let's say I go Kelsey, Amonari, St. Brown, and then like T. Higgins. Then if I pick like Ayuk or Drake London, I'm looking at Drake London and Ayuk as my flex or my tight end, excuse me, my tight end. So I'd rather have Ayuk be my tight end than Dalton Schultz. It just makes sense. I mean, I'm taking Kelsey. It looks like they switched up his rankings in fantasy. I think, personally, I think he's the seventh best player. Um, I think Bijan's eight, but we'll, you probably heard my rankings earlier. Um, I'll do a full first round and second round mock, but you probably already heard it. So um, I'm talk, stop talking about tight ends. That's all I got. Just If you get Kelsey at seven or eight, pull the trigger, do a mock draft. makes it a lot easier, and it explains myself. You just feel a lot better about your team, and just don't wait on tight end. Don't be that guy. Um I don't know what's next, but enjoy whatever's next. All right, now we're on to defense and kickers. Personally, if you're listening to this, I don't know what you're doing, but um, let me rip away. Um, kickers, I really tend to look for not like like Bucker. Because if you think about the Chiefs, is the Chiefs are so elite in the red zone. Like I think I remember watching quarterback, like they barely scored. So I look for a kicker who, one, kicks, kicks indoors, or that's his home stadium. And two is not on, like, the most elite offense, but is on an offense where they're scoring points. Personally, I'm picking a kicker over a defense first, and here's why. I switch my defenses every week. Um, I'll give you top ten defenses. Kickers, I'll just let you choose. Um, I just switch defense every week because I don't want to play, like, the Philadelphia Eagles going against Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs are going to score 30 points. So I like to switch it every week. Um, Week one, I'm probably going to go for a – a uh, defense that is playing against like a rookie quarterback. So let me slide up the week one. I take the Falcons defense. I take the Ravens defense. I take the Vikings defense. I would take the Saints and Titans defense. I would take the Jaguars defense. I take the 49ers. I would take the Commanders. I would take the Broncos. I would take the. Ooh, maybe the Bears. Um, that's it. Other than that, like, you can just take who you want. I really don't care. Um, so that's who I would take week one. But again, you switch it every week. Like, week two, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play the Vikings defense that week because they're playing against Jalen Hurts on a short week. But that's a conversation for later. So defense kickers, just pick who you want, really. It really doesn't matter that much. But this is how you win and lose games on defense kickers. So do not sleep. This is very short. Uh, but again, hopefully that two minutes of advice saves you. Uh, hopefully it helps you win your week. All right, hopefully you enjoyed the running backs, tight ends, defense, and kickers. We're moving on to part three, which is season predictions, how to draft, and mock draft. So don't go anywhere. All that will be coming. Again, follow us on Instagram at Bach Fantasy Talk. Thank you for listening to part two. Hopefully you enjoyed part one as well. And we will see you in the next episode.